welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. My name is Claire Turner and I'm an EFT practitioner, manifestation and mindset coach, the founder of Claire Turner EFT, the creator of Eight Weeks to Weight Loss and the From Doubt to Clout courses. Now, I am obsessed with helping women to overcome feelings of self-doubt and to grow into the awesome and empowered goddesses that they truly are. Now, if you are looking to tap into your divine right to success and abundance, then you have come to the right place, my friend. My goal within this podcast is to help you see your infinite potential, to tap into your personal power and be, do and have whatever you dream of. Thank you so much for pressing play. We're going to have so much fun. Let's get going. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to TAP, the awesome podcast. Uh, We are well into the 20s now with the episodes. Very exciting considering I didn't start it that long ago. Uh, So my very special guest today is the totally amazed balls, Dr. Tom Waller. Now, Tom, I met a few years ago now um, when I used to work for the United Chiropractic Association and he was part of the board. Uh, He is now the past vice president of the UCA and was previously voted in the top 20 chiropractors worldwide. He is a husband, he is a chiropractor, and he is also a coach to chiropractors. Now, Dr. Tom is one of the most inspiring people and upbeat people I think you could ever possibly hope to meet. Uh, He has his own self-help podcast, The Dr. Tom Show. He's a regular contributor to radio, and he's got a real passion for helping others discover their true gifts and living a life where nothing is compromised. So I was absolutely thrilled when he agreed to do a interview with myself, although we did struggle for quite a while trying to pin both of ourselves down to a date we could do. And we ended up doing some god 100 hours in the morning, which... um, Dr. Tom was all over because obviously he's a, he's a morning person. He bounces out of bed and gets on this day. I'm not so much that. <laughs> so it's a little bit painful. Uh, <laughs> but we had a really fun, really good chat. So I hope you enjoy. And I'll see you again very soon. Toodles. Hello, hello. My special guest today is the awesome Dr. Tom Waller, our husband, chiropractor, and coach to chiropractors, the past vice president of the UCA, which is the United Chiropractic Association, and previously voted in the top 20 chiropractors worldwide. Dr. Tom is the host of a popular self-help podcast, The Dr. Tom Show, a regular contributor to radio and has a real passion for helping others discover their true gifts and living a life where nothing is compromised. I am absolutely thrilled. He has very kindly agreed to have a chat with me today to share just a little bit more about his journey. So Dr. Tom, welcome. Good to have you on. It's so great to see you. You're such an amazing person. So when you asked me to be on the show, I know it took a bit of time to get our diaries together, but I've been so excited to do this. (laughs) Uh, I got you out of bed first thing this morning. Two days. Uh, not uh, many men can say that. <laughs> <laughs> we already got a blooper, so let's go. 
I'm really excited to do this. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank you very much for having absolute me. Pleasure, absolute pleasure, lovely. So, Dr. Tom, just tell us a little bit more about you. How did you get to be to where you are now? That is such a great question, and I could answer this the long way or the short way, but I'll, I'll try and summarise it for you. Different medium. <laughs> um, okay, let's go somewhere in between. So I, I am a chiropractor. Um, I'm sort of in a transition as a chiropractor at the moment into moving into, into other areas, uh, and I have been a chiropractor for the last 10 years. Um, I suppose I fell into chiropractic, uh, you know, quite accidentally when I had a career set on something else. And once I got into it, I never looked back. I certainly started the profession in, in, in one way um, and throughout my journey there completely flip reverse that into, into being where I am today, which I suppose has gone from a, a very narrow mindset to a very, very broad and open mindset. The thing that's really transitioned me into where I am today, which is trying to help people live without compromise. And what I mean by that is living in a, in a state of congruency and really showing up as the authentic version of themselves came to me through being forced by the universe to change. So I created what would be perceived from the outside as an extremely successful practice, um, speaking all around the world. And it looked like I was doing amazing things. And I was. But something wasn't right. And what started to happen is well, I started to bleed every time I went to the bathroom. And my body was starting to give me signals that something wasn't right. Long story short, I ended up having quite a scare with pre-cancer in the bowel. And a lot of self-inspection turned around to say, well, I was a fit, healthy, athletic person, eating right, thinking right. But I wasn't being congruent. Well, and what I mean by that was I wasn't aligning my actions with my truest values, with the truest version of me. I was just trying to be somebody else. And there's only so long you can do that before the universe will slap you around the face and tell you to change. And on the other side of that, having changed, I can certainly say that I'm living a much happier life, a much more fruitful life. Um, and if we want to look at it from points of success of, of business, even better with less time and more focus on things I love, my family and, and the people I I hang around with so i suppose that answers your question as to, as to how i got to where i am today and i really see my purpose today now is to just help people find that before they have to go through what i went through yeah that's a really good point it's getting to that just before place isn't it and then preventing yeah. it so you've mentioned congruence dr tom um and i know that's something i've known you for a little while and that's something you, you do really live your life by it's one of the first things um certainly recently that that you can tell about you and it's it's kind of like i guess your one rule of engagement almost so why is why is living a congruent life really just so important and what would be the signs of not being congruent because uh, uh, there's possibly some people going oh okay that sounds great but what is what is congruence such a great question so congruency really is matching your values with your actions so our values are our truest beliefs now a lot of us have thought and done and tried values exercises before and we've never pushed through with them or they've never really seemed to work and we can talk about that in a bit um and our actions are how we show up every day and, and what we do on a daily basis if those two things are out of alignment every time we're doing something we're almost breaking a little promise to ourselves. we're not doing what's truly us and our body will know that deep down so how that might manifest is you know, you might create great success. And we're living in an age now where success is the thing to, to attain, I suppose. 
you know, there, there have been ages in time where enlightenment was, was the thing to, to attain, but now it seems to be this cultural success. Um, but you might be tired. You might be starting to feel a little bit burnt out. You might be maybe resenting what's going on. You might be getting physical ailments and physical symptoms of which you just put into a box of, well, that's just me or my mother had it, my father had it. Um, so I suppose it's, if you don't feel like you're waking up enthused, with energy um and a state of i would say almost calm in what you're doing then there probably is an area where we're out of balance and the reason it's important to catch that is because it will have an effect sooner or later uh on your health on your business on your family on your relationships and the flip side of that is we've only got one trip you know one journey around this planet and if we if we break it down it's about thirty thousand days thirty thousand days is the average amount of days that a human being has and that's not that many and i write a thing in my journal every morning today is not repeated tomorrow mm. so the opportunity to go back and change just doesn't exist mm. so if we spend every day living somebody else's life then it's almost your life has been wasted and I really don't want that to happen for anybody. Yeah, that's a really good thing. And it's quite funny because you, not many people might know, but I, I started my uh, business, self, self-employed business uh, as being a, a cleaner. Uh, and I very, very quickly got into a state where I was a complete and utter mess. Because although I love the business side, it turns out I really hate cleaning. <laughs> and it really wasn't congruent, but I hadn't. I've been so driven to achieve, achieve something, to achieve my own business and get going that I was, I actually had a bit of a nervous breakdown from it, which is what got me into EFT. Um, so you, you do, there is something, even if you don't quite understand what congruence really is, you can feel it. You yeah. can feel there's something just off kilter inside you. And I, then we just, sorry, we just, then we I, started to make excuses for ourselves because yeah. we just feel a bit off kilter and we say, well, that's normal. Oh, I'll chill out on the weekend uh you know oh, it's part of life you, we've got to earn money we've got to pay bills i've got to do that no one says you've got to do it you're just not prepared to get uncomfortable to change it um and sometimes we have to be forced to be uncomfortable to change it um you know and you do get the chance to decide you really do and i'm quite passionate about that but i know how difficult it is and that's why i i want to help people do that yeah that's brilliant and you mentioned values um, what, what would, if you don't mind me asking, what would some of your yeah. top values be and how do people know what their values are? Great. So I've got a little values exercise I do with people. And, you know, if any of your listeners want it, then they, they can contact me and I'll send that through. Um, your values are your deepest drivers. And for me, like, for me, one of my biggest values is, is nature, is being outside. Like it, it's that. One of my biggest values is travel and inspiring people. A lot of times the values exercises that we do, they try and make us think of these ethereal words that are our values. Like I'm, you know, I am integral and I am professional and it's, it doesn't really mean much. It doesn't have much kinesthetic feel to us. So a couple of questions you can ask yourself if you want to find your true values is just take a look around when you're listening to this right now, just look around your your environment and look and think what am i surrounded by what do i naturally surround myself with and if you think about the top three things that you're surrounding yourself with these are going to be 
your values because you have gone out your way to get them. So if you look over my shoulder, you'll see a plant. And if you go around my house, there's probably more plants in this house than there is dust. Um, <laughs> but plants are something, and that's, a, that's something that is nature. And it's a value that I share with my wife, Sarah. Um, so you look around, we've got plants. We don't own a TV. We have bookshelves. So one of our values is learning, is books. Um, journals, we have everywhere around the house. So one of our values is growth and achievement. Um, you could look at your bank account. You can give me your last year's pay, you know, um, bank statements and I'll tell you some of your values because you'll spend your money on your values. Yeah. So people might say, well, I really value my health. Yet you look at their bank statements and there's takeouts and there's nights at the pub and there's you know, all these things that don't necessarily align with health. And when we get into the values, one of the biggest problems that people have is it highlights things that they're not necessarily prepared to look at. And the biggest one I get all the time is people come and say to me, I'm definitely a family person, definitely a family woman, definitely a family man. And they think that. Nope. You have frozen. You've Tom, you've frozen top value oh, hello you back you froze yes you froze. that's okay that's okay that's technical technical stuff. live tv <laughs> so I, do it, I do i've got a face for radio though um, <laughs> so i do it i do it i do i do a, a radio with a, one of the radio stations i work with is local and it's so funny it's these lovely men who do it as a passion but it so often freezes and uh, you know we get through it um but i was saying did yeah. you get when i was saying family i was talking about family yes yes yeah, yeah. So one of the biggest incongruencies that people have and they really struggle with in terms of values is they believe they are a family person, yet their, their actions do not live up to that. They're, there's more time at sports events. There's more time in the business when their values probably are more growth and business or health over family. And it's not to say that that's wrong, but it's to reframe it and say, well, you know what? My top value is my health and my business, and I'm going to push towards that. But I know in doing that, it will serve my family. Mm. And being comfortable that your actions are aligning with your values instead of going, I really should be with my family. And as soon as you start to hear the word should or must when it comes to your values, you're being massively incongruent. So a simple one to show you today I have turned up in a t-shirt and you can't see below my standing desk I'm wearing shorts. My father's values would be very different to mine. He says, you should go to an interview. You should go to a recording in a suit and a tie because that's his values, but they are not mine. And if I was to turn up in a suit and a tie, as small as that incongruency is, it would come across mm. and I would feel it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily having to have big incongruencies that make a difference, but these little ones, if they accumulate over time, then we have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're wearing shorts underneath because there is a very much a zoom. There is a very much a zoom from here up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, you're really active in the wellness world. And you know, it's not only as a chiropractor, although it is how you started out, but you're also um, a speaker and, as we've mentioned, a coach and a mentor. So what... A, what inspired you to get into chiropractic? And then B, two-part question, what then caused you to do a side route of, of coaching and mentoring? 
Great question. So, um, I was, <laughs> so chiropractic, I was kind of conned to get into by my mother. Um, I had a, you know, I, I didn't do very well at school. Um, and I had a career set on going into the military and my mum said, why don't you try this chiropractic thing? Uh, and I'd seen a chiropractor as a child and my parents had seen a chiropractor and I said, Oh, I'll give it a go. Um, and I applied and I, I failed to get the grades to get in. And I remember going to my chemistry teacher at school and she said, why don't you just pick up the phone and call the institution and see if they'll take you. And they did. That conversation with that chemistry teacher, I really do believe changed my life. Not just from the point of view, it got me into chiropractic school and I would have just dismissed it, but it also made me explore the options of, you know, if you just ask for something, there is a potential that it might happen. Um, yes, you've got to put in some work. I had to do a foundation year, but, you know, possibilities are greater than you might allow yourself to believe. The reason I transitioned and I'm, you know, transitioning more now from chiropractic to coaching is, and, and the, where the speaking comes from is just purely from a, an impact point of view. You know, I get to work with, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people in my local community and the radio allows me to extend that to maybe tens of thousands. But I want to help more, more people than that. Um, and I really don't want my dot in, in this period of time to, to have been wasted. I really did think at one point that I wasn't going to be around for much longer. And I think that really did ignite a spark in me to, to do something and to do something greater and to do something bigger. Um, if you speak to my wife, she'll say I'm a perpetual dreamer. Um, but you've got to dream big enough at some point to, to go somewhere. So I suppose that's how I fell into chiropractic, how it's transitioned through. And then that driver that took me forward uh, into what I'm doing now. Yeah, I love that. It's one of the things I'm always going on about. You know, you, you don't ask, don't get. <laughs> <laughs> the universe the universe needs to know what you want to be able to help you to get it and then the key thing that you mentioned was that the really fundamental step is then taking some action because it's a partnership and you need to pull your weight as well it's true and i suppose again very similar when you look at uh, being congruent is you can do all your values you can figure out your actions but then the glue that brings them together and the missing key that everybody you know if they've done values and say it hasn't worked is integrity and integrity is action. Now, you're, an, you have, you're a woman of integrity, and I'm sure all your listeners are people of integrity. If I was to say, let's meet up at 10 o'clock next week, uh, you'd be there. If we agree to do something on a certain date or get something done by a certain point, you'd do it. You'd, you'd hold a level of integrity to doing it. However, the one that people miss is the level of self-integrity. I'm going to set my alarm for six in the morning and get up and go for a walk. The alarm goes off at six o'clock, bang, the snooze button goes on and you've broken the promise to yourself. Yeah. So the action comes through small little promises to yourself. And again, it's that combined effect, that accumulative effect, the compounding over time that makes the difference. Yeah, I love, yeah, that's a really good point. We do so often, do that. it's almost as if we don't really matter. So it's okay to break our promise to ourselves or we'd never dream of doing that to anyone else. So true. So yeah. very true. Really interesting.
Um, so who would be your kind of ideal coaching or mentoring client? Who are the sort of people you're looking wow. with? God, well, seven billion people on the planet. So where do I start? Everyone. No, for me, it's people who, um, who've achieved the level of success. Um, and if everyone looked at them, they turn around and go, wow, you've really achieved it, but they're not feeling it themselves. Um, so I tend to work with people who've created good or great businesses, but they're not feeling that fulfilled in themselves. Uh, and I try to take that to another level where they can either transition into something different and something new because we figure out that what they're doing right now isn't actually them or they can reframe what they're doing so it is congruently them and therefore the fulfillment comes back and i tell you what this year has been brilliant for people to do that a lot of people are talking about how difficult this year has been but we've never really had an opportunity to completely um reshape how we do things and have an excuse to do that yeah um so if you're in that position right now and you are struggling and you you feel, I just can't keep doing this. Or I feel I should be doing something else. This year is the best year to do it. Uh, and we've only got 90 days left. So go for it. Really? Oh, crikey. <laughs> <Yeah. That's> so... <laughs> Minus a few days and Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the, really, the biggest things that stops people is so many people probably know that they're not in the right area. They're not doing the right job. There's so many people that I've spoken to, the first thing they complain about is their job and how much they hate it or how much their business is taking out of them. But when you, when you turn around and say, well, change it. Oh no, no, I can't do that. There's a real, there's a real fit, even though they've got this large part of them that is almost screaming at them because they're not happy and they're not congruent and they're not being integral to themselves. There's, there's, there's other part of them that is just absolutely terrified of any kind of change. That must be something you've come up against quite a lot. For sure. And it's, it, there's a couple of things in there. Like Les Brown says it's a brilliant piece of research that he, he's quoted several times. And what does he say? The majority of heart attacks in, in America happen on a Monday. People are literally dying to go to work it's crazy it? it's crazy but what we're not we're not prepared to do is sacrifice our current means of living you know we're not prepared to take a little step back to take that leap forwards mm. um you know and if you think about anything in life that accelerates you look at the sprint on the block before the 100 meters they pull back before they fire forwards you take a catapult or a slingshot. If you want to make it move forward, you've got to put it back before it goes forwards. And we have a world where we just live to our means. We stretch and we live to our means, which means we've got no breathing space to move. But if you set yourself a good enough plan and you start to keep the little promises to yourself and you start to feel more comfortable in what you're doing, whether it's in the wrong job for the short term, then you start to think about a strategy of putting back to shoot forwards you can make it happen but people will avoid pain more than they'll move towards pleasure that's just human nature they'll avoid pain more than they'll move towards pleasure um 
and trying to reframe that for people and giving people that urgency of time. When I told you earlier that 30,000 days is the average number of days that we have, so it doesn't sound like very much, but then we've got to remember that we're not one anymore. We've already had a huge chunk of those 30,000 days, so it doesn't leave that many left. And you can either use that as something to curl up and cry about, or you can use it as a motivator to move forward. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So with regards to um, the, the pulling back, I mean, so, so I really love that, that, that analogy of pulling back with the catapult to, to, to shoot forward. Um, what kind of difficulties have people come to you with, with regards to that? Um, how have you kind of got them over it? I mean, so sort of things like, you know, oh, I'd love to pull back, like you said, but I'm living to my means and I just can't do it. I'd love to make that change, but I have a family to support or I've got a mortgage to pay. And there's a lot of fear around how they're actually going to live. How do you, how do you help people through that? I think the main thing to focus on is, is are your, are you being congruent? So you take those values and their actions and a lot of things that are stretching people to their means are incongruent purchases and incongruent spending. Mm. And if you allow people to see that, then they're more prepared to take it back. So for instance, you might have a value that is growth and learning, yet you're spending a fortune on a Sky TV box, which doesn't provide any of that. Or your value might be nature, yet we're spending a fortune on um, a car lease that doesn't relate to that. So if it's just simple finances, that's, that's part of it. Mm. And also conversation, like conversation, vulnerability. Brené Brown's brilliant. Like the courage to move forwards is not putting on your armor and charging. It's about being vulnerable. It's about being prepared to make a mistake. It's about being prepared to be open. If you have got a family, then having that conversation with them and talking to them and understanding that this process will take a bit of time and a bit of movement to get through. Um, it's not easy and there's not a quick fix. Um, but there is always, always a choice. Yeah, I love that. And it's like everyone says, oh, he was an, he was an over, overnight success, 10 years in the making. We, we, we're so conditioned these days to expect an instant change. And if, and if we can't have it, then it's not working or we're not right for it. Um, whereas in reality, it does, it does take a while. And, we, and we're also, we're a society of people who love to be the victim. Mm. You know, I can't do that because of this. It's not possible for me because of this. Um. And it is possible. It is really possible. I mean, if you, your greatest gift is normally right next to your biggest fear. Yeah. Your greatest gift is normally next to your biggest fear. So if you, if you looked at me years ago as I was growing up, I was really quite dyslexic. I was fortunate enough to go to a very good school, but the, you know, the thorn in the side of that was the fact that I was the dumbest kid in the school. And, you know, it's like, you're never going to make anything. You're never going to do it. You're never going to. And you, these stories repeat in your head and then you become the victim and then you never change anything. And I was listening to a great, great interview and she's just bought a book out. And I can't remember her name for the life of me, but there's this 94 year old lady who is a, um, I think she's, in, she's, she helps people with their emotions, but she's a Holocaust survivor. She mm -hmm. went to the Holocaust. She was torn apart from her mother and in front of her own eyes saw her mother go into a room where smoke then started coming out the roof and we know what was happening behind those doors. 
And she says you can't choose the situations that happen in your life, but you always have a choice as to how you react to those situations. And I don't think many of your listeners, if any of your listeners have probably ever seen or had anything as horrific as that. Now, we can't compare ourselves to others, but what we have to take away from that is we always have a choice. We always have a choice how we view a situation or how we choose to move through a situation, regardless of whether we get to choose what situation comes to us. Yeah, I guess a lot of it spores down to asking a better question. Instead of, I can't, I, I'd love to, but I can't because of this, um, ask yourself, well, how could I? How can? Absolutely. I love that question, especially yeah. when you like nice cars. You've got to ask, how can I get that? so Uh, just tell us a little bit more about about the coaches what kind of successes have you seen from your clients so do do you know what you can take all the money successes you want and see their practices grow and being able to buy a new house buy a new you can see all that but that doesn't excite me what really excites me is the fact that you see people go you know what uh, I'm getting to spend more time with my family. I'm getting to spend more time with my wife. I'm actually doing the hobbies that I enjoy. Business has become fun again. So the real successes are, for me are probably more than slightly ethereal successes. Um, the feelings, um, how people are happy moving through their life. <sighs> <laughs> oh, technical joys again. You've frozen. Luckily you've frozen in a in quite a nice frame as opposed to yeah you know. back. <laughs> yeah, back there we go am i back <laughs> yeah right so the, one of the joys of living in lincolnshire is apart from being in the arse in the nowhere it's got bugger all signal um so <laughs> you're talking about the ethereal um, what i was saying the ethereal but what i was saying is if you work with a coach and you you, you work well with a coach and i certainly have i have I have coaches. I have two coaches pretty much all the time I work with. Um, You're going to get success. You're going to get financial success. You're going to get a better business. But for me, what I really want to add to that is you just get a better life. You get more clarity in what you're doing. You're happier in your actions. You're aligning with your values. And therefore, on a daily basis, you can put your head on the pillow at the end of the day and go, you know what? I actually really enjoyed how I showed up today. Um, and it may have been tough, but I know it was what I was really designed to do. So for me, that's, it's less tangible, but that's what I'm aiming for with the people I work with. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So that's Tom, something, my, my new, uh, my new regular question now, which I'm really enjoying because it gives me all sorts of ideas for what to read next. But I'm asking people if they could only recommend one book, what would it be and why? Oh, <laughs> so difficult. I, I am an av like from someone who had a, a reading age six years less than his peers at school. Six years, I now read like one, if not more, books a week, and like I love it. So, the what the book I suppose the book I gift the most, yeah, is that one. The obstacle is the way by Ryan Holiday. The obstacle is the way by Ryan Holiday. So if I was to choose one book. It's going to have to be that. If you ask me a book for a certain situation or a certain thing, then I could probably say something else. But if there's one generic book, it's that one. The obstacle is the one. And why is that the one you gift the most often? Why is that the one I gift the most? Because it gives you the generic um, courage 
to be able to move into what might be fearful for you. Okay. Love it. Love that. Right. That goes on my list. Thank you very much. I'm not really asking that for the listeners. I'm asking that for me. (laughs) And so tell us, uh, what are your plans for the rest of the year? What are my plans for the rest of the year? Um, Apparently. (laughs) Um, My plans for the rest of the year are, um, great question. To take this last quarter as a calm quarter, to be honest. Um, It's been an incredible year. It's been great fun. We've had amazing opportunities, seen some great growth. Um, But also that's come from, you know, being in the heat and it's been tough. So I'm excited to spend the rest of the year calmer. we are launching a new platform for the coaching as well, which is very exciting. Um, so that's sort of getting a rebrand and a relaunch probably this year in November, mid-November we'll be launching that. Um, I've got a couple of speaking engagements. It's a shame I'm not on a plane. I'm normally on a plane every other weekend, but now I'm on Zoom. Um, and you can see that, you know, I once did a talk in Spain and the translator didn't turn up, but zoom is having more issues than than that at the moment so i'm hoping they go well so really i suppose my plans for the rest of the year are calm just calm we've got a relaunch of something else we've got another business growing but in essence it's calm yeah i love that as well because it kind of fits in with the whole cycle now you get your time to to just absolutely awesome awesome so dr tom where can people go to find out a little bit more about you great question so again the easiest way to get hold of me is on social media. Um, there is, I can't remember what the handle is. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Waller DC. Thomas Waller DC is uh, my Facebook. Dr. Tom Waller is my Instagram. Um, and Dr. Tom finding you is the business thing. Uh, the current website is begin finding you.com begin finding you.com. Um, but we are relaunching that soon. Um, but Thomas Waller DC is the best way. Cool. What I will do is I will pop some links in the comments so people can do the click and click and find, make it a little bit easier. Awesome. Thank you for that. So Dr. Tom, I like to end these uh, interviews with a little bit of um, advice or some kind of little practical exercise that people can do. Do you have something for us? I do. I really do. Um, I have loads, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. What <laughs> Um, you know what? I think the best thing that we can do is think about building our armor of integrity. So I would challenge people for the next month to build their armor of integrity. And what I do with that is I would choose yourself a couple of things that you can do every day for the next month that you can sit back at the end of the week and go, you know what? I did that every single day and I kept that promise to myself. And then at the end of the month, you're building your self-integrity to the point where you are, excuse me, confident to take those actions and build on them. And these can be really, really simple. It can be, I am going to commit to having half my plate made of vegetables every single day. Or I'm going to commit to getting up at six o'clock in the morning or seven, depends what you want, 
every single day or i'm going to commit to drinking more water i'm going to commit to a 15 minute walk every single day make sure when you're building this level of integrity that you start off with something that is achievable do that for the month and then we can start to stretch that if you start to stretch it too soon you're likely to fail and if you fail halfway through a month it's far worse than never studying in the first place because you've really broken that, that promise to yourself. So two small little steps that you can choose to do every single day, do that for the month, build that level of self-integrity so you start to follow through on your actions. If you want to find out more about the values, just ask me and I'll send those to you and then you can really start to build your armor. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Dr. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. I appreciate you and the time you've given us. Claire, it's been a pleasure. You are awesome, as your sign says behind you. Um, <laughs> and you've, been, you've, you've been a great help to me in the past, and now you're helping hundreds of people, if not thousands now. So I admire that, and thank you very much for doing oh, it. Thank really you. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I'll see you again soon. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me in a review so I can keep the awesome stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come and soak up the extra inspiration by following me on facebook.com forward slash Claire Turner EFT or visiting my website at clairetourneft.com. And just so you're aware, I'm very greedy. Claire has everything in it. C-L-A-I-R-E. I appreciate you so much and I cannot wait to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, be awesome. <laughs>